Thought I was dead. They thought I was out of there, man. But I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, this beat so loud, man, that I could just bust a freestyle on it every episode. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't gonna do that to y'all. I ain't gonna hurt nobody's feelings. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> By the way, man, shout out to my boy D Boys. You know what I'm saying? Knock party, you hear me? Yeah, man, he a fool for that one, man. He a fool for that one. If y'all want to go hear the, the the full version of that song, you know y'all more than welcome to go to good old Apple Music, whatever y'all got, Spotify, Spotify. Go check me out. That song right there is called Woo! I was on that Woo stuff before Pop Smoke, just so y'all know. I was on a lot of stuff before a lot of people, but that's neither here nor there. I'm in a different lane, you know, R.I.P. to Pop Smoke, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby. It's a beautiful Sunday. I'm back at it, like a heroin addict. I talk about a lot of um, narcotics when I say that saying, but I I do not promote narcotics. If you're on drugs, try to get off of them. You know, hey, it just it it is what it is. You feel me? But uh, yeah, man. Um, it's been a beautiful day. Hit the church house. I need to go work out. You know what I'm saying? I don't pull a perp out no more. For those of y'all who were wondering, that's a zero lyric for all my Texas people out there. Um, got a lot of talk. Got a lot to talk about. Um, the the Warriors are playing today. The good old Dallas Mavericks, the home state Dallas Mavericks. I believe they're in Dallas today, so that should be interesting. Um, I think, I think the Warriors might sweep, man. I'm not gonna front. I think they might sweep. I think this just might be one of those boxing deals where they're just a bad matchup. For the Mavericks, um, they kick it off at 8 p.m. Central Time. And the Mavericks are actually favored by two and a half points. They're minus two and a half. So, betting people, you know, I mean, hey, if you listening to me, then you might make a little money today. I don't know. But. Who knows, man? Maybe Luca goes off for sixty points. Who knows? I don't. I'm not a box. I mean, boxing. I'm not a basketball expert, and nor am I going to act like one. My first sport is football. My second sport is boxing. My third is the NBA. It used to be the opposite. Growing up, well, kind of the opposite. It used to be basketball, football, then boxing. But um, I feel like with age, I got more into boxing. It's more of a grown man sport. It's more of a technical sport. It's more of a um, spontaneous sport. 
you know, you usually don't have to worry about uh, cliche in boxing. You know, there's always going to be champions, you know, losing their belts, champions, you know, who we think, well, I should say people who we think are going to be champions and never end up getting to that plateau. It's just, it's a crazy sport, man. And also, man, I'm not UFC, you know, um, I, I don't hate the UFC. I like the UFC. You know, I'm learning, learning more and more about it. So um, I'll be covering that a little more as I get to know the sport more. Um, still haven't got completely acclimated to it, but I'm learning. I'm learning every day. And it's a beautiful thing. But um, like I said, hope y'all having a great Friday. It's really not much going on in sports, y'all. It's crazy, but. That's why I love the sport of boxing as well, because it's year round and the drama is year round. You feel me? Like right now in football, you know, you got the draft and stuff like that. And you can sit here and speculate and talk about what team is going to do this and what's going to be with what it's going to be with this player and, you know, this particular team and all that stuff. But it's just it's just hearsay. It's nothing concrete. You feel me? Like. And one may say that it's the same in boxing, but at least, you know, we'll get those fights every so often. You'll get at least one good fight in boxing a month, and I can live with that. You know, it's 12 months in a year, so, I mean, 12 good fights every year, I can live with that. And then every so often, you'll get two or three, you know. So I'd say at least 15 or 16 good fights a year. I, I love it. I can't get enough of it. So, um, yeah, man. But anyway, we're going to move forward and uh, get into the nitty gritty. I got I got some things that I want to talk about today. And um, I'm going to I'm going to touch on this before I touch on anything. I'm pretty sure y'all have seen all the drama with Nick Saban and, you know, uh, what he said about Texas A&M and Jackson State and, you know. And it was like, you know, everybody's labeling it as, you know, a form of dry snitching. And I can't lie, I kind of have to agree. He didn't mention Jimbo Fisher. He didn't mention Deion Sanders. But yet we are brought to this this foregone conclusion that we have to make this game of college football suited for Nick Saban. Or he will throw a hissy fit. You know, he's kind of like the the kid in the store that's uh, throwing stuff out of out of his mom's basket to uh, to prove a point to get her to buy him some candy or to get her to submit to him, let him get his way. That's what we're going through right now with Nick Saban. I mean. <laughs> What's this guy have? Six, seven national championships. And it's just like, really? Like, really, Nick? I heard a gentleman say, um, I believe it was on Fox Sports. You know, he can never win again. And a lot of people would probably look at him as the GOAT still, right? (laughs) This stuff is, man, you can't make this stuff up, man. You just can't make this stuff up. My take on it is this. He was out of line. 
I feel like Jimbo Fisher, excuse me, Jimbo Fisher, he he gave him too much of time a day. You know, I feel like he expressed himself too much. You know, me, I'm kind of like type person, man. If it's fuck you, then it's fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, nah, fuck him. He, he, he'll he dry snitch on you. You know what I mean? He'll he'll tell him you. He'll rat on you. You know what I mean? I ain't, I ain't fooling with him. You feel me? But some people, you know, they get in their feelings about things. I feel like he went a little too far. However, he it was warranted. I mean, he he got the right to do what what, what he want to do, you know, and he did that. But if I was him, I would have just played it cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, well, fuck him. You know, we'll see him October eighth, and we'll see about it. I mean, he saw about it last year. I didn't have a number one recruiting class last year, and what happened? And how many losses did A and M have? Three, four losses. Whatever it was, went 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 right up and gave Alabama the business. You feel me? So, like I said, I would have took more of the the Dion approach. Like Dion wanted to talk to him publicly, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, that's cool and all too. But if I'm Dion, I'm like, bro, like, why are you over here worried about us? Like, man, we. Like Dion said, bro, we barely even got the resources to to, you know, be a university. Like, why why are you pressing us? You know what I mean? It's like a form of bullying. You know what I'm saying? But hey, teach his own man. Um, I don't want to say I wish <laughs> Nick Saban the best, man, because you've had the best. Like, what are you crying about? You want some more money? You want your boosters to do better for you? Like, just say that. You know what I'm saying? Just say that, bro. We we ain't tripping. Just say what you really feel, Nick. You know what I'm talking about? Like, man, come on, dude. This dude really a clown, man. Like, he a clown. Like, you know, they had Plaxico Burris on the Odd Couple on Fox Sports this week, and it was funny to me because Plaxico went to Michigan State when Nick Saban was, was coaching there. So Nick Saban was there for two years out of his tenure there at Michigan State at Plaxico's tenure. You know, and uh, it's funny because he was trying to convince Plaxico to stay and not go to the league. Guess what Nick Saban do? He don't even finish the season now, and he go to LSU. (laughs) (laughs) This stuff is amazing to me. Like, you can't make this up. You cannot make this up, man. That's going to be one of the biggest sayings you'll hear me say on this show. You can't make this up. I can't make this up. You can't make this up. She can't make this up. Can't nobody make this up, man. It's, it's, it is it's it is a shame. It's a crying out loud shame. And like I told my partner the other day, he a Texas A&M fan. I say the only thing that can that can heal these wounds that, that, that Nick Saban opened up is if he went and coached A&M. And guess what? And then would welcome him, welcome him with open arms. Definitely, right now. Get Jimbo up out of there. You feel me? <laughs> this stuff is funny, though, man. It's really funny, man. But like I said, they got to get it together over there, man. It, 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 it comes a time in life to where you got to ask yourself, like, do you have a problem? Like I spoke about drugs earlier in the, uh, in the intro. 
you know, the Michael Jordan uh, gift, you know, stop it. You need help. Like, these coaches, I mean, even my boy, Tom Brady, love him to death, man. He's the greatest of all time. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's like, bro, like, how much winning do you need to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's more to life. You feel me? Like, winning ain't everything. It really ain't. I take L's all the time. You feel me? Like, winning ain't everything, bro. You know? There's other, there's other, and, and that's another thing. There's other wins in life. You know what I'm saying? My kids are healthy. We are fine. We're safe. I'm winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, for some people, it's just not enough. It's just not enough. Hey, uh, by the way, too, I have, I'm going to always mention what I'm sipping on while I'm doing the show. Yesterday, I don't know if y'all know, I was a little on the crunk side. You know, I was dabbling on a little wine, you know what I'm saying? Just getting my little drinky drink on. You know, I'm grown, so I, I can do that. And I'm in the comfort of my own home, too. So I'm not out here putting other people's lives at risk. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we don't drink and drive over here. We try to do things the right way over here at the Boxing and Balling Podcast. You feel me? But uh, I'm sipping a uh, I'm sipping a Coke Zero. If you're looking for a great alternative to soda, if you're a soda addict, Coke Zero is an excellent, excellent choice. And I actually got this one from my job. I'm not a big Coke drinker, and I definitely wasn't a big Coke drinker. Before I started drinking diet stuff. But being that this diet stuff is all zero calories, I drink it. You know, I wasn't even really no Coke drinker before. But, hey, hold on, let me get a sip. And I'm not sponsoring Coke by any means. They ain't sponsoring me, I should say. Mm. It tastes so good that you can put it in a Coke flow, you know. You can't put no Diet Coke in a Coke flow because it tastes so weird. You feel me? Coke Zero, definitely recommend it. Dr. Pepper Zero is good, too. Try it. I'm telling y'all, try it. It's a great alternative if you don't want to drink something with a whole lot of sugar and calories in it. Just have to throw that in there. But anyway, Nick Saban, get it together, brother. Get it together. Moving forward, pound for pound list. I got to break this down to to my listeners. Um, the pound for pound list is one of the biggest mythical lists out there. It's right there next to, you know, the Jordan LeBron argument. It's right up there next to, you know, the greatest football player of all time, you know, um, the greatest coach of all time. It's a make believe list that consists of boxers that people feel like, are, in my opinion, able to do the most in the most divisions. You feel me? That's why you typically don't see heavyweights on pound-for-pound lists because most of the time, you know, heavyweights, when you really think about it, a heavyweight, more likely than not, will knock out anybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of pointless to put a heavyweight on a pound-for-pound list because of the fact that, you know, they're the, they're the biggest guys, you know. Um, if you started a heavyweight out, let's say, 
let's use Roy Jones as an example. I believe Roy Jones started at 154 or something like that. So you take him, you win a title at 154, you win a title at 160, you win a title at 168, you win a title at 175, you win a title at uh, 200. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. And then you win a title at heavyweight, you would be a six-division champion. So you literally won titles from 154 to heavyweight, six divisions. So, I mean, the whole idea to break it down to people who really don't know is Like I said, you can do the most in the most divisions. Now, of course, most fighters, you're not going to get a lot of them even moving out of, let alone one division, two divisions. Most of them stick to the one that they're in for the most part, for the majority majority of their career. But, you know, you get those rare instances like, you know, a Manny Pacquiao, eight-division world champion. I think he started at, like, 112. You know, uh, you got Floyd Mayweather, you know, five-division world champion. Canelo, four-division world champion. Tank, three-division world champion. Um, I believe Crawford is a three-division world champion. But my only beef with the pound-for-pound pound list is, like, you know, a lot of people may put Crawford there. But my only deal is this. You know, Ndongo, you know, Victor Postal. Like, these guys aren't good. Like, let's be 100. You know, a lot of people have become champions in this wonderful sport we have, but not a lot of them are superstars. Victor Postal was not a superstar. Julius Ndongo was not a superstar. So why are we making it seem like like I said um, when I made a post not too long ago, <clears throat> excuse me, are we really going to act as if Terrence Crawford's undisputed was better or comparable to Jamel, Jamal, I'm sorry, y'all, I always get them, Jermel Charlo just beating Brian Castano after a rematch? Beating Rosado, beating um, Tony Harrison, beating Lubin, beating, I believe it was uh, Lamont Peterson. You know, um, are we really acting like these are the same? Because to me, it's really no no comparison. Terrence Crawford had an easy route to Undisputed. Let's be honest about it. And then he had an easy route to get his belt at 147. I mean, he fought Jeff Horn. Come on, guys. Jeff freaking Horn. Are we serious right now? Are we doing this right now? So, I hope that kind of gave you a hint to what the pound-for-pound list is. It's just what you feel like. Who who, who has done the most? Who can do the most? And who, who... Whose resume can outlast everybody else's, I guess you could say. That's why you see a lot of people with Canelo, number one on that list. However, mine's, I'm going to give you all my top five, just off the top of my head. I'm going to go with Earl, number one. 
I just feel like he's just number one. I, I don't. I think he's going to beat Crawford, and I'm factoring that into this. I'm going to go. Let's see. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Charlo number two, man, because they hating on him, man. They hating on him. And for him to go into the top ten after not being in it at all goes to show how much they hating on him, like honestly. Number three, I'm going to go with Tank Davis. Yep, I'm going to go with Tank Davis. Number four, I'm going to go Shakur Stevenson. Ain't nobody messing with that dude. And that's another. See, they talking about Lomachenko for Tank after Rowley and Devin Haney for Tank after Rowley. I like how Tank called out uh, Shakur because I think that might be one of the best matches in boxing right now, to, to be completely honest. And number five, I'm going to go David Benavidez. And it's a shame that they don't have him on there because that dude is a monster, man. I think he can go up to I think he can go up to freaking cruiserweight and and fight Usyk and it will be jam packed. I think Usyk would outlast him because he know how to hold that weight on better and he's probably a little stronger, but I mean, I think he'd do better against Usyk than Canelo. So that's my pound-for-pound pound list off the top of my head. I didn't put no thought into it. That's just what I think. You got Earl at the top, three-belt holder, went and took everybody's belt. That's another thing that you got to factor in. He didn't go and get two belts at once. He didn't go and, you know, um, like Crawford would have to do, go win three belts and you only got one. This dude took every single strap off of a man's hands. Man, come on. You got to give a dude his credit for that. Charlo, number two, you know what I'm saying, undisputed, 154. And I'm going off what's happening now, guys. I don't really go too much off of past uh, attributes. I'm going off of what's going on right now. Charlo is a dog. He's about to go up to 160 and probably still continue to be a dog. Number three, I got Tank Davis. I think he's about to show the world why he is who he is and why he needs the big fights. And like I said, he's a three division world champion. No matter how you want to talk about him or how no matter how much you want to discredit him, he's a three division freaking world champion. And he's five five. And he's a little guy. But he's a big puncher. That spells pound for pound all over. Next I have Shakur Stevenson, the most skilled boxer in boxing right now. There's no Body close. He is just, <laughs> he is just a, a piece, man. He's a beast. And you got to give respect where respect is due. Shakur Stevenson, excellent boxer. And number five, David Benavidez. Like I said, if Dude would have started, if, if this I'm going to give it to y'all raw. If Dude would have started at 160, he'd have been a world champion. He is a world champion at 168, two times over. Won his first one when he was 20. I mean, that's Mike Tyson stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
could win a, a championship now at 175 easily. Easily. He's a tougher fight for Bivol than, than Canelo. We obviously saw that when we when we saw Canelo drop that drop that lay that egg, you know. He can win at at at, at one at cruiserweight. And hell, for all we know, because you know David Benavidez, he was a he was a chubby kid. He was the kid that liked cake. You know what I mean? Let's be real. He was that kid that liked cake. And he fought his way up out of that. You know what I'm saying? And he's a, he's an inspiration to kids. You know what I'm saying? That you can fight your way up out of anything. You know, but um, hell, he might go up to heavyweight. Shoot, who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? But um, like I said, man, the pound for pound list, it's, it's a bunch of baloney. It's really, they should just make it like a, a bracket, like in, in NCAA basketball. Like, you make your own pound for pound list, and then they should they should combine them and popularize it, and they should see, just like the NBA uh, um, MVP or something, just see who gets the most votes. And that's how I think they should do it, honestly. But what do I know, you know? What do I know? (laughs) But, um, yeah, man, I think it's – I think it's a, a, a wonderful thing because it gives us boxing fans something to talk about. But at the same time, too, it's also very controversial and it's very empty. It's a whole lot of empty calories in this pound for pound talk because there really is no clear cut answer to it. I mean, anybody can say they're the pound for pound king because guess what? It's an opinionated ordeal. It's nothing that is set in concrete. You feel me? So <laughs> that's my take on it on that pound for pound list. I, I want to get y'all's thoughts on on my list and um, chime in. Y'all feel free to tag me and some on Facebook, man. I, I I love when people tag me. You know, it gives me a chance to to express myself and give people my side of the story, so to speak. You know, and I also love to hear other people's side of the story. You know, it's <laughs> opinions are are wonderful because. You know, I've never been the type of person that I'll hear your opinion and I'm just going to stick to my guns no matter what. If you if you have a great point and you you do your homework, you do your research, you do your homework and you can make me think, then I'm going to hear you out. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who you is. I'm going to hear you out, you know. I'm going to give you a chance. You know, we got so many people out here who claim to know what they're talking about, but they don't ever give anybody else a chance, and they don't have the ability to learn. And that's what I'm all about, man. I'm all about learning. You know, I'm all about, you know, I'm just that guy like, hey, oh, such and such did this? Oh, really? Really? You know what I'm saying? I'm that dude. I just want to continue to learn. I don't want to be that guy that's always telling people what it is. You know what I'm saying? However, I will tell you what it is if I know what it is. You feel me? So, like I said, pound for pound list, it's it's mythical, man. It's made up. It ain't nothing real about the pound for pound list. I mean, usually the only time you hear people really talking about it is when you know there's a clear-cut number one. And, of course, we have Floyd. I mean, Pacquiao even had a run there a little bit after Floyd. 
You had Roy Jones Jr. I feel like Mike Tyson was probably pound for pound because the guy was so small for a heavyweight. You know what I mean? Or so short, I should say. So um, it really don't even matter unless it's just that clear-cut number one. You know, and right now, it's a beautiful day in boxing because there really is no clear-cut number one. And I love it, man. But like I said, heavyweights, eh, all these lists out here with Tyson Fury on it, I'm kind of like, come on, y'all. Like, don't nobody really, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a heavyweight, you know? They knocking out everybody, you know, up under them. You feel me? So, I don't know, man, but I'm going to wrap it up, guys. It's going to be a short show today. Um, I just wanted to get in here and chop it up with y'all a little bit. You know, nothing important. You know, um, although there are a lot of important things going on, it just I want to kind of spread it out throughout the week. Stay on y'all neck, you know what I'm saying? Stay in y'all ear, let y'all know what's going on. You know, y'all let me know what's going on as well out there because, like I said, I'm always ready and willing to learn, and there is no such thing as too much learning, baby. So, uh. I'm going to get on out of here, y'all. It's been a wonderful Sunday, man. I hope y'all have a blessed rest of the week. And, man, y'all keep y'all stay up, keep your heads up, and continue to chase y'all's dreams, man, every day. You know what I'm saying? Every day. Every day we hustling, baby, hustling. Y'all have a wonderful week, man. Peace. Boys made a banger.